Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So we're going to break down a few of these games. And Mike, as always, my man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? Hey, doing great, John. It's a pleasure to be home with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on once again, man. And we've got a lot of games we're going to try to get to with you and the SEC especially. But we'll just start with the Arkansas and South Carolina game. Now, I know that this is a team where a game where Arkansas is the better team. They're the favorite team. It's at home. Everybody's feeling good about their chances of winning. But the spread being at nine points, maybe has some people wondering exactly the type of game it's going to be. What do you make of this matchup? And do you think Arkansas can cover the spread against the Gamecocks this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I certainly think there's a chance because I, I do think I've been hyping up Arkansas all, all offseason. I think their offense is potentially a, a machine if they're clicking. So, I mean, there's there's a real possibility that South Carolina simply cannot stop the Arkansas rushing attack, which uh, would lead you to think that Arkansas will be an, an easy cover here. But I'm actually going the other way because I think South Carolina, I know they struggled in the opener. They probably don't win that game if they don't block two punts and return them for touchdowns against Georgia State. But I just think we're going to get a lot better South Carolina team than we did in the opener. Uh, I think there's even a, a small possibility that South Carolina comes in here and beats Arkansas. But I, I just think the home field advantage, Arkansas being such a good team, and even though I, I am in the Spencer Rattler hype train a little bit, I, I certainly think Arkansas has got a major advantage when it comes to uh, having K.J. Jefferson at the game's most important position. So I like Arkansas to win the game, but I like South Carolina. I'm picking them with the points to cover the spread. Now, South Carolina had trouble with the uh, the rushing attack as far as stopping the run, and then they didn't look really efficient on offense. So where do you expect to see more improvement with South Carolina on the offense or defensive side? Uh, I think with the with the offense, to be sure, because, again, this is Spencer Rattler's first time in this offense, first time with this team. They're getting back, uh, running back by the name of Christian Beal Smith, who was Wake Forest leading rusher the last two seasons, transferred in. He missed the opener. Now he's back. I thought Marshawn Lloyd, his numbers won't inspire much confidence. If he, I think he rushed for about 30 yards, but uh, that had a lot to do with the offensive line having difficulties blocking Georgia State. He made some highlight reel type runs in that first game. So, you know, with Christian Beale Smith helping him, I don't know if uh, the offensive line has been a red flag for South Carolina for a little while. So maybe I'm, you know, this is just my. I'm hoping that something's going to happen there that that they'll get that fixed. They got all five back on the offensive line. It certainly didn't help in the opener. But if they can shore up some things there, and I just really think that even if Spencer Rattler is running for his life there, I mean, he is such a good passer on the run. I think he's going to have some success, and a large part of that is the fact that Arkansas is going to be banged up in the secondary. I think that's going to – Cincinnati had a lot of success. And their quarterback, he couldn't hit the broadside of a bar last weekend. Had he connected on some passes, Maybe it's a different story here. I think Spencer Rattler is a heck of a lot better quarterback than the guy they faced last week at Cincinnati. Well, the thing is, is that I could see this game like going to a point to where Spencer Rattler is able to have a lot of success against the uh, the secondary for Arkansas. But 
at the same time, it seems like there's just a lot of uh, interesting, quote, mismatches that could be happening. But either way, do you see this game being a higher scoring game? Do you think Spencer Rower is able to have a lot of success and ends up getting to the point where both teams are scoring in the 30s and 40s? Because the, sp- the over-under set at 53 and a half, and the way you're saying it may, may need to take the over in this game. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I think it, I think it will be a high scoring um, because, like I said, I think Arkansas. Again, I thought they played a, a speedy type game uh, last week, and yet the offense racked up over 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. I think they'll do something similar to that, and I think they'll they'll perform a lot higher. So, yeah, give me Arkansas. Kind of how I'm projecting it: 35, South Carolina 28. I just, I just think South Carolina is going to have some success against this Razorback defense. So. I'm taking the over and maybe even a little bit higher scoring game because Arkansas may hit 40 against the South Carolina defense. Now, as far as South Carolina's offensive line and the troubles that they had in, in the game in game one, and as you mentioned that they returned the starters, so is this something that was a problem for them last season or was it just kind of first game jitters? Yeah, it was a huge problem last season, Joe, but, uh, you know, I, I think – you could kind of talk yourself into all off season saying, well, heck, they had just some horrible play at quarterback. I mean, they, they literally started, they pulled a guy off the coaching staff and made him the starting quarterback. So opposing defenses didn't have to uh, respect the pass. So they just loaded up against the box, and South Carolina had major, major issues along on that offensive line. Now this coaching staff was able to manufacture some good wins. I mean, they, they beat the brakes off Florida. Uh, they beat Auburn, which Arkansas couldn't do last year. Same same team, minus Bo Nix, they beat them. Uh, so, you know, this is not some kind of terrible coaching staff. They'll make some adjustments. And I think, uh, again, I think that we're going to get a lot better South Carolina team than we got in the opener. But, again, I, I, I do believe Arkansas is the better team. They got the home field advantage. They got the advantage at the quarterback position. So they should win this game and maybe even should cover but I just think, uh, you know, I think South Carolina's got enough weapons to make this an interesting game. Speaking with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Mike, let's talk about uh, some of the big games in the SEC. And, of course, the big one, Bama versus Texas. The Crimson Tide going on the road into Austin. Texas is not ranked. And Nick Saban even made a mention that the last time that they went to Texas as a big favorite, it didn't go so well. So they're definitely going to be motivated. But – 20 points is a spread in this one. I feel like Alabama's going to roll them. What do you think? Yeah, that's my lock of the week, John. I've, I've got Alabama 48, Texas 7. I think it's going to be just a complete blowout. i got no confidence in Texas. Steve Sarkeesian, oh, I don't care who their quarterback is this year. They're always overhyped. Texas going to get run off the field. And I think this could be a lot worse than uh, anticipated. This, this may be the uh, Arch Manning revenge game because – Nick Saban does not lose many recruits when he really wants them, and he lost this battle. Uh, we all know that highly prolific uh, re- recruiting there. But, I mean, Texas, they're just going to have no ability to block Bama's front seven. And, heck, this is a, a program that, uh, what they went four or five games last season, including a loss to Kansas. I mean, no, they're, I'm happy they put this on at noon Eastern time, 11 Central, because this thing's going to be over by halftime. Kentucky at Florida. Kentucky was thought to be the better team coming into the season, but Florida had that impressive showing, knocking off Utah, who was ranked number seven at the time. And uh, so this is a really intriguing game with Kentucky at Florida. 
Yeah, and a lot of people laughed at me, Joe. I picked Florida number two in the East. I picked Kentucky number five in the East in the preseason up at uh, Media Days, and we're we're a long way away. I, you know, I, I shouldn't brag too much. These teams are not even uh, had one conference game yet, but if it plays out like I think it will, I think Florida wins in a close one. I, I certainly don't think this is going to be uh, any kind of blowout despite what we saw week one. I, I think this is going to be a game that really comes down to the wire. Kentucky, you know, they're missing some critical pieces, Chris Rodriguez in particular. Their offensive line had trouble blocking Miami of Ohio last week. Uh, Florida, right now, because they played Utah, they, they have the worst rushing defense in the SEC right now. So, Kentucky has got to take advantage of that, although based on week one, we don't know if they really can or not. So I think this is going to come down to how good Will Levis really is. I'm not on the hype train that thinks he's, you know, this elite NFL prospect, number one overall pick. I I think that's ridiculous. But I I do think he's a solid college quarterback. Uh, I'm looking forward to a fun Saturday night game. I think it's going to be back and forth. But I do like Florida to win. I like Kentucky with the points. I think it will be a one-score ball game. Yeah, something about this for Kentucky, too, that I noticed is that they go to Florida this year. They go to Ole Miss, and they go to Tennessee. Now, they get Georgia at home late in the season, but you just feel like for them wanting to take some strides in the SEC that you got to win some road SEC games. They're all tough, but this one might be the one that if Kentucky wins it, it makes them feel a lot better about going on the road and winning some of these other games, too. Yeah, and that's a big part why I had them so low because they're going to be underdogs to Tennessee. They're going to be underdogs to Georgia. I think they'll even be an underdog, like you said, on the road at Ole Miss. It doesn't mean they're going to lose all those games, but if they drop this one to Florida, you know, it's not often Florida, you can say, a Kentucky matchup is a revenge game, but it is because Florida's won about 38 of the last 40 in this matchup. Uh, I just, I think they're going to be a very – uh, a hungry team going into this matchup, and who knows? I mean, it, they got on the road at Tennessee a couple weeks from now, and I, I'd probably pick them to beat Tennessee too because, trust me, I'm, I'm a Tennessee grad. That's all Florida does is beat Tennessee. Doesn't matter how good Tennessee that is. And and uh, in mentioning Will Levis also as being a, a projected top ten pick in the NFL draft next year. Also, we saw that Anthony Richardson, who's projected there as well, but his his uh, he skyrocketed as far as how people feel about him after seeing that showing against Utah. Well, what are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I had him as the biggest breakout candidate in the SEC. He certainly lived up to that hype early on. I'm not ready to say he's an NFL draft pick just yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he would be, but a first-round pick may be a little too rich for my blood, Joe, but I think this Florida team, and this is the kind of danger of betting on them, it, it seems to me like at this point in time, they'll only go as far as he can carry them. And he was just spectacular last week. He was making some plays. Like the, the two-point conversion is the one that stands out in my, man, my mind. He's, he's mid-air juking people. I've never seen anybody do anything like that. Yet they needed a goal line stand interception to win the ball game. So if he could play out of his mind and it's still – you know, a, a very, very tight game, even though Utah is pretty good. Uh, I think that speaks to the deficiencies that Florida has. And I, I'm not trying to call them out because, again, I I picked them second in the East. So I, I just think that, uh, you know, he has got to play up to an elite caliber if Florida is going to win some of these SEC ball games. I have conf- confidence in him to do it 
but just not every week. So, I, you know, this could be a week he drops an egg and Kentucky uh, wins. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I really do think this is a toss-up type ball game, and it's going to come down to who makes mistakes and who doesn't. Let's talk about the team that you're very familiar with, the Tennessee Volunteers. They're on the road to Pitt, and we know Pitt had a really crazy game last week. We are able to get the victory. But Tennessee's 24th, Pitt's 17th in the country. This is on the road, but Tennessee's favored by nearly a touchdown, six points. So people are really feeling the Vols. Do you think the Vols take care of business on the road? Yeah, I do. And maybe it's the homer in me, but, I mean, it's kind of easy to break it down when you look at the fact Tennessee – appears to be much better than they were last year, and Pitt seems to have taken a step back with all they lost. So it's kind of irrelevant where the game is played. And Josh Heupel and Pat Narduzzi in this head coach coaching matchup, they have faced each other for – this will be their fourth matchup in four years. It's pretty wild how that's working out. And Tennessee quarterback Hannon Hooker transferred in for Virginia Tech. He has faced Pitt the last four years, too. So there's a lot of familiarity in this matchup. Uh, but, again, Pitt does not have this crazy home field advantage. So I think that plays into Tennessee's favor. Like you said, in, in the opener against West Virginia, that was a fun game. Uh, Pitt won it on a pick six that actually hit the West Virginia player in the hands, and somehow he didn't catch it. ball went flying in the air, and, and they returned it for the game-winning score. So I don't know that the better team won that initial ball game. You got to give Pitt credit, though, for, for I think they won the ACC last year. So they were a good team. They lost some pieces. But Tennessee's offense, just it's just on another level right now. The defense is, is another story. But I think Tennessee's going to put up over 40 points on the road this week. And I think they easily take care of Pitt. Well, it's going to be a great weekend, Mike. I know that uh, there's uh, going to be some games that uh, hopefully we're being surprised or anything like that. But is there any of the other games that we didn't cover from the SEC? Like Mississippi State, Arizona, no love there. Like, what, think anything crazy is going to happen in that one? What about Missouri, Kansas State? We got some good ones. Texas A&M, App State. Yeah, Missouri, Kansas State. That's the one I got my eye on because Kansas State, they played some cupcake. They, they beat the brakes off in week one, so it's kind of hard to know what you're getting there. But Missouri – that was a popular – maybe it's just in that state people don't like Missouri, but that was a popular upset, Louisiana Tech over Missouri, not even close to happening. Missouri destroyed them. So we're going to learn a lot about Missouri on the road. I think Missouri pulls the upset, gets one for the SEC. And then when, when you didn't mention, John, let's just keep our eye on it, Wake Forest at Vanderbilt. I want to see <laughs> – you know, Van, Vanderbilt, I don't anticipate going to win that ball game, but Wake Forest is a ranked team. Mike Wright – Vanderbilt quarterbacks, he's already scored 10 touchdowns this season. He has been a revelation. Um, you know, maybe he takes his game up to another level, and, and I think it could be a really fun back-and-forth style game between Wake Forest and Vanderbilt, and I'd love to see Vanderbilt, you know, get some respect and pull that upset. Yeah, there's a lot of games I'd like to see upset. Southern beating LSU would be kind of fun, too, just to see the, just to see the <laughs> wheels go off there. I don't think that's going to happen, but, hey, Crazy things happen in college football, especially in the SEC. But, Mike, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the football weekend, my man. We'll be catching up with you soon, all right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me.